law school did you attend, and where did you place in that class? And the other question oh, is, could you quickly, I, I think we I, I think I probably Reagan. have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. <laughs> I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. In the first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class and then decided I wanted to stay, went back to law school, and in fact ended up in the top half of my class. I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department at the end of my year. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school and 165 credits, only needed 123 credits, and I'd be delighted to sit down and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank. <laughs> Ten lies in about 38 seconds. Wow. Joe Biden running for president in 1987. How did he get away with it? Well, back then he didn't. Biden now concedes he did not graduate in the top half of his law school class, that he does not have three degrees from college, and that he was not named outstanding political science student in college. Newsweek says Biden actually went to school on a half scholarship, ended up near the bottom of his class, and won only one degree, not three. Joe Biden ranked 76th in a class of 85 at the University of Syracuse Law School. I mean, this guy comes off this whole thing as a flyweight. Now Biden says Newsweek is right. His memory had failed him. Wow, media halfway decent back then. You can't stand by and watch this guy lie like crazy and let him get away with it on the national stage. But they do now. Oh, boy, they do now. They have gone down to the gutter. And so is Joe Biden. But let's face it, he was pretty close back then. A 46-year-old man, three terms in the United States Senate back in 1987, lying like that and think he could, thinking he could get away with it. I guess he was just a little bit before his time, a couple of decades before his time. But now the lies, he gets away with them. And is he really poised to run for re-election? That's what everybody is saying. Sources, according to sources, yeah. He is going to announce sometime next week. We knew this was coming, and now it appears we are finally getting close. Sources tell us that the president's team is ready to announce his run for re-election, possibly as soon as next week, possibly even Tuesday. It appears possibly so, according to sources. The media was just delighted by that, right? I mean, like announcing somebody's birthday. I mean, she is just so happy that Joe Biden is running for four more years. Why? I don't get it. And oh, by the way, I'm not convinced he's actually going to run. I still think there's a big chance he's not running, okay? I made this case earlier. People look at me like I have 10 heads. I may be wrong, but... This has happened before where everybody thinks someone's going to announce, even a heavyweight like Joe, who remembers Colin Powell in 1995. Colin Powell at the time was the newly retired chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and he was one hot political commodity. In August of 95, he formally filed with the uh, Federal Election Commission, indicating he might be a candidate. He actually wrote a speech announcing a presidential run. And then... He actually did not run for president, okay? They, they rented out a ballroom. They had the balloons. They had everything. But at the moment of the truth, this happened. I will not be a candidate for president or for any other elective office in 1996. People changed their minds. And could Joe get to Joe in a moment? This reminds me. Literally a rhino. I mean, great general. He did some great things. Rest in peace, General Colin Powell, Secretary Colin Powell. 
But boy, oh boy, was this a rhino or what? Will you endorse President Obama this race? Well, you know, I voted for him in 2008, and I plan to stick with him in 2012, and I'll be voting for he and for Vice President Joe Biden next month. Powell announced he will vote for Clinton, reportedly saying she is balanced, she has temperament, and no matter what anyone says, she has stamina. I support Joe Biden for the presidency of the United States because those values still define him, and we need to restore those values to the White House. It's one of the reasons why the fake news loved him so much. He was a, a Republican who was always undermining Republicans. Anyway, back to Joe Biden. Yes, there is a good chance that he's not going to run despite it all. And the big clue to me, and I, it stays with me, that weird trip to Ireland midweek takes his son Hunter and after hiding him for most of the past uh, six years or so, showing him off for some reason. The fact that I'm here with my sister, Valerie, and my youngest son, Hunter Biden. Stand up, guys. I'm proud of you. Proud? Look, it's great that he loves his son, and that's, that's always going to be there. But to put him on the international stage and say, look at my boy. Yeah, the one from the laptop. That's weird. I think it was his last hurrah, okay? He's not running. Now he can do things like this. We'll see. Hey, where else would I have gotten a crazy idea that Joe would not and should not run for president? How about from Democrats, okay? 52% of Democrats don't want Joe to run, all right? And let's see, 58% of Democrats would prefer somebody else. 44% of Democrats want Biden to step aside in 2024. And oh, by the way, Republicans and Democrats, well, when polled, they give the edge to President Trump by five points in a Harvard poll. That is significant. Who does want Joe Biden? Who would want Joe Biden to stick around? A trained, programmed liar, easily manipulated. How about the deep state? Okay. You know, at one point, I didn't believe in the deep state. I didn't believe there was a deep state. Oh, yeah? Well, how naive I was. Absolutely. They're controlling everything. And who controls the deep state? Uh, that's complex. But two people on the very top, Barack Obama and Susan Rice. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would love to ask them. I mean, really ask them, what do they see in Joe Biden? Uh, I guess it's somebody they can control, right? I mean, because he's not a quality person. We all, we all understand that. The best way to get something done, if, you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Anyway. From... From uh, uh, excuse me, from Charlotte, one uh, another line going from in, in Florida down to Tampa of uh, Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah, America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot. The idea that um, Los Angeles and, uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? This can't go on. This man can't run for president. We know that. He can't say, oh, did you see this? Oh, by the way, these are highlights from over the past year or so. But uh, how about this one from just the other day? But you have, we have a thousand billionaires in America. You know the average tax rate they pay? Eight, E-I-G-H percent, eight percent. 
<laughs> E-I what? Yes, he misspelled eight. I believe that's what happened here. E-I-G-H. Uh, there, E-I-G, there's a T in there, right? Yes, he meant eight. This is crazy stuff. This is not presidential. Where's his family? They should be protecting him. Or is he out to protect himself and Hunter being in office? Does that somehow shield them from what looks like should be inevitable prosecution? And oh, by the way, with all of these uh, limitations, what catastrophe, what will they create to protect Joe? So he can stay in the basement like last time? I mean, this man cannot withstand the rigors of a traditional campaign going out having events, meeting people, debates, interviews, all that stuff. Obviously, he can't do it. How are they going to protect him? It's kind of fascinating. And are they really, do they really have such a lack of respect for us where they're going to keep pushing the good old Joe propaganda? Joe Biden exudes empathy. He is somebody, I, really more than anybody that I can think of in my lifetime that's held the office. This is somebody who walks around, wears his heart on his sleeve. He cares about people. And I think that matters to the American people. That guy, uh, speaking of billionaires, Joe is concerned. This is the billionaire governor of Illinois. What's in it for him that Joe Biden would stick around? And we know now that, well, there's no personal integrity with Joe Biden. There's no honor. And there certainly is no empathy. Enough with that. Anything in place with the political liability? That's a great asset. More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. I'm not confident, Jason. What the hell? What do you do all the time? So, when did I say I was confident? You said, said in the next six months. I said. Said. What I said was. If you don't understand that, you're in the wrong business. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> This man is heartless uh, and an elitist and a snob. He is um, not fit for this office. And there's one more that still, it quite frankly, should have shattered his presidency. The idea that we had a, a school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee. Remember this? Just the other week. And we had those, those victims, the children and those amazing staff members down there at the Covenant School. And the entire national media stopped at one point because Joe is coming out to make a statement about this. Instead, he just worked the room and had some fun. And I ate Jenny's ice cream, chocolate chip. I came down because I heard there was chocolate chip ice cream. By the way, I have a whole refrigerator full upstairs. I think I'm kidding. I'm not. I've never heard anybody above the level of sixth grade talk about chocolate chip with any kind of enthusiasm. And this, when he knew those children had been killed at that school. Uh, we have this tonight. Hunter Biden, his lawyers, meeting with Department of Justice officials next week. A meeting is set. What does it mean? Hmm. Unclear. I still think it means actually that Joe Biden's not running. He can't. And if he does, with all that's going on, and what, did they rig it for him? possibly again. I don't know. I don't know. I do know this, though. If he doesn't run, the media are going to be devastated, especially her. Why would she be so happy about Joe Biden in four more years? Very odd. I'll be right back. Oh, and the Zapruder film that captured the assassination of JFK. Something new and interesting I never saw before in this tape. 
a little bit later in the show. Smoking some weed, waving a gun around in a car. It's not going to end well, potentially, for Dante Wright, and it did not. He was shot and killed by police in April of 2021. Now, that shooting should not have happened. Uh, a terrible mistake was made. However, he made a terrible mistake in resisting arrest and jumping in the car and trying to get away. Yeah, Officer Potter there grabbed her gun, the one with bullets, when she thought she had grabbed her stun gun, and she shot that young man to death. And he was in a, just terrible, and uh, that should not have happened. However, you saw what happened. He jumped in the car. He resisted arrest and jumped in the car. Now, that's a terrible, terrible thing, a terrible, terrible decision. And whose fault is it? Is it Officer Potter's fault? Hmm? Now, Oh, by the way, she went through hell. And so did that young man. I mean, he's dead and his family suffered a great deal. But whose fault was it? Officer Potter, uh, we know she suffered during the trial and seems to feel tremendous remorse. She's offered her apologies to the family, which are not accepted. Uh, she served 18 months in prison and she is about to be released. Here she is now. It looks like she's going to be released on Monday. She made a mistake. She pulled her gun when she meant to pull for the taser. But what about Dante and what he did? Is it his fault? Actually, not entirely. And it's not her fault entirely. I blame the media and repeating this poison day after day after day. Unarmed people are being killed, that we're afraid to walk the streets, that we are afraid of police. They're not helping us. And it's important that we understand that it is important. There is a connection between the fact that law enforcement originated as slave patrols and are still in 2021 killing black men and women on the street. Police are supposed to protect and serve, but it's clear that they are protecting the beneficiaries of inherent racist policies. This fear mongering, these kinds of lies. I wonder how much cable news Dante Wright was watching. Hmm? Did he pick up on this? The zeitgeist, as they say, that's where, that's where America seems to be right now. He and so many others, very impressionable, have absorbed these lies. I wonder what uh, Leoya uh, was thinking up there in Michigan when, instead of complying during a routine traffic stop, he just said, no, I'm going to go my own way because I've heard about you guys. No, no, no. Stop, stop. Put your hands right This is another horrible, unnecessary confrontation. That man is about to grab the officer's gun. He's about to die. 
this kind of thing happens all the time, and I do believe it's because of the media. The cops have been put in a, such a terrible, terrible position. All of these lies told about them, not only by the media, by academia, by even corporate America. So going back to um, Officer Potter, was it really her fault that Dante Wright was shot? She made a mistake, yes. But Dante Wright made a run for it. I blame them. I blame these institutions. I blame our sick culture. And, oh, by the way, Dante Wright. He bears responsibility for this as well, of course. All right, moving on. Hey, did you hear there is a new Republican candidate for president? Larry Elder, uh, radio talk show host. He ran for governor against Gavin Newsom. Remember, they were trying to recall him. It did not work out. I like him on the radio, and sometimes I see him on TV. But uh, what do we think of this? I'm announcing that I'm running for the presidency of the United States on your program. And thank you wow. so much for giving me this honor and this platform. Of course. Uh, my website is elderforpresident.com, elderforpresident.com. All right. Uh, why would he do this? Well, I mean, him? I, he's not a, he's, I mean, there are people more successful in radio, even though he's done very well. And certainly more, well, there are others out there. And there's President Trump. Why him? And Tucker, the reason I'm doing this is because, you know, my father was a World War II vet. He served in, in, on, on the island of Guam. He was a Marine first black Marines. They were called Monfort Point Marines. My older brother, my late older brother, Kirk, was in the Navy during the Vietnam era. And my little brother, Dennis, actually served in Vietnam in the Army. I'm the only one who didn't serve. And I don't feel good about that. Uh, I feel I have a moral, a religious, and a patriotic duty to give back to a country that's been so good to my family and to me. And that is why I'm doing this, Tucker. He's doing it because he did not serve in the military. He didn't go to boot camp. He skipped that stuff, right? He did not serve in the military. That's his mission statement for becoming president, right? He wants to give back by trying to get onto Air Force One and to live in the White House. This is community service in his mind. I don't get it. I just don't get it. He lost that uh, campaign in California. You know, Ronald Reagan was a successful two-term governor of California before he successfully ran for president. Let's see. Richard Nixon. Yes, he lost a race for governor. Uh, but he was also a two-term vice president and worked like a dog to win in 1968. I just don't think uh, Larry Elder has the same claim. Do you? Am I being too harsh with this guy? I don't know. He did a nice thing, I think, an impressive thing, stepping up to run against uh, Gavin Newsom, but it didn't work. And I don't think you parlay that into the presidency. Sorry. Uh, meanwhile, Robert F. Kennedy, Democrat, is running for president. Um, at least he laid out a compelling reason as to why. It was a long speech, very interesting, and uh, it wasn't because he didn't join the military. Listen. You never do mass lockdowns. It causes much worse havoc and deaths and injuries than if you do the standard protocol, which is you lock down the sick, you protect the vulnerable, and you let everybody else go back to work. Otherwise, you are going to wreak havoc. The nation that led lockdowns was us, and we had the highest body count of COVID on Earth. We have 4.2% of the world's population. We had 16% of the COVID deaths. At some point, even the media is going to have to say, stop saying this was a success story. We it's kind of tough to listen to him at first. He has something called spasmatic uh, dysphonia. It's a vocal cord situation. He's had it for 15 years. 
But he, look, I don't support him. He's too liberal for me, way too liberal, and I'm with Trump. But some of what he's talking about, it's appealing. And I think it's going to give Joe Biden a real hard time. I'm going to put my cards on the table. I am not, I'm not an ideal presidential candidate for, for normal times. I, I'm not one of these people who've spent their life saying, I've got to be really careful because one day I'm going to be in the White House. <laughs> in normal circumstances, I would not do this. Uh, but these are not normal circumstances. I'm watching my country being stolen from me. And I don't... You know, a lot to say about corporate America and how they're taking over and uh, telling you, very refreshing. One more. Most politicians, when they come in, um, they want to, you know, they sincerely want to fix the agencies. They want to fix the government. They want to drain the swamp. But they get in there and they don't, they don't know what to do with these sprawling bureaucracies, 30,000, 40,000 people and their own culture and their own history and people have been there forever. And it's really hard for them to change that. So rather than do that, they concentrate on another agenda and they put somebody safe to run that agency. And most of these people go in because they're safe and they're going to be good on the talk shows on Sunday morning, but they don't really want to go in and they don't know how to to go in and really make big changes in those agencies that can make waves and maybe cause problems with the president. So they get somebody safe. Ralph Reed used to describe those people. He said they were people who get the joke. And I, I you know, I get the joke, but I don't think it's funny. And, uh... I'm telling you, this is going to be a guy to watch. I mean, I am... Trump is my pick, all right? But this is intriguing. It's interesting, interesting ideas. Just like, remember Donald Trump at times expressed actually a kind of a, a certain admiration for Bernie Sanders and his, his viability. He is going to give Joe Biden a real hard time if Joe Biden gets in the race. And I already see the murmurings, and he actually alluded to it, his personal life. You know, he's happily married now, but for a long time it was said that he was a bit of a womanizer. That doesn't shock us about the Kennedys, okay? I just, I don't think that's going to be an issue anymore. All right. Now, oh, and regarding the Kennedys, uh, this kind of, I went on a deep dive, actually, about the Kennedys, and that brought me to the JFK assassination and the Zapruder film, which I looked at today. And there's something interesting that I never saw before. Now, there's Jack, Jack Kennedy a few minutes, a few seconds, rather, before he's shot. And this is what I saw. You see all those people? Notice how not one of them is waving. No one's waving. He's waving at this very moment. No one is waving back. Look, uh, I used to think that Oswald did it and did it by himself. I'm not saying these people had necessarily anything to do with it. They didn't have anything to do with it. But the whole thing is crazy. We don't know 1% of what happened on November 22nd, 1963 and what led up to it. And that is a bizarre little tidbit. You know, it's actually hard to find the Zapruder film these days online that show the people arrayed on the side. It is. They've kind of cropped them out. Interesting. One day we'll know. Maybe if Trump gets back in there, he can release all that stuff, huh? That would be great. I'll be right back. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. 
They have said that this is, has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Gianni. You mean the laptop is now yeah. another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly be. what, is this that's where you're exactly going? what This is told. where he's going. Liar. What a liar. We always knew it. Not shocking. That's what he does. He lies. And now, again, look, we've known all along, but some interesting little tidbits are coming out about that whole phony story and that whole phony letter that they, yeah, they got dozens of intelligence officials to sign, former, whatever. Everybody signed that letter. It was the cool thing to do to cover for Joe Biden's corruption. And who was orchestrating the whole damn thing? Looks like Tony Blinken, presently the Secretary of State. Yeah, that guy, you know, who always talks like everything is a question, even though he should be more declarative. It's always. Anyway, uh, he's been Joe Biden's literal right hand man for decades at the Penn Biden Center. You know, that phony baloney thing where they were taking all the Chinese money. Yeah, there he is right there on the left to Joe Biden's right. He was the one who was actually getting everybody to sign that letter. And it's pretty amazing because everyone, especially Joe, knew that was not Russia disinformation and especially Tony. It's absolutely disgusting. All right. They will be held accountable, I am sure. Also this on MSNBC this morning. This single-minded obsession on, uh, on, on uh, trans athletes and on uh, drag queen shows or something like that. I mean, I don't want to break it to them. They're acting like this is new and, and culture is going. Like, I kind of remember, like, the Rocky Horror, uh, like, picture show. <laughs> like, I, I remember all of this stuff in 1970s culture 50 years ago. So this whole idea that this started uh, somewhere last month is, again, it's just people are looking at it. I'm like, come on, guys, get serious here. Wow. The Rocky Horror Picture Show was shown at midnight at movie theaters and adults went there. Sometimes teenagers snuck in. What's happening right now with drag queens wanting to get close to children in schools? This is a nightmare. And yeah, this is not something that was happening 50 years ago. It's sick. And for that Joe Scarborough to try to minimalize this and trivialize it and just make us sound like a bunch of yahoos who have no real valid concern here, shame on that guy and his crazy wife, Mika. I'll be right back. You heard about that horrible uh, wilding mob in Chicago last week. And did you see this? A mob of kids about to assault that, that girl in the middle. Do you see her with her hand up? We believe that's Ashley Knudsen, and she's just 20 years old. And this is tough to watch. It was put up on TikTok. Here we go. Absolutely horrible. It gave me nightmares, but I am so glad to report 
that Ashley is alive and well, along with her uh, boyfriend, Devante. Ashley Knudsen and Devante DJ Johnson, they were both attacked. And I'm glad you're okay. Welcome to Newsmax. And it's really good to see you guys. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm okay. Well, first you, um, how did that happen? And by the way, uh, DJ, uh, I didn't see you in there. If I could just put that still up, how close are you to Ashley? Um, where are you at uh, this point? I'm right. I'm the face right under her hand. That's up. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So uh, either Ashley or uh, Devante, if you don't mind, just what was going on that night? What were you doing? And, and how did this start? Uh, we were shopping throughout the day. And after that, we uh, decided to go get some food. And while we were walking to get food, we had came across a big group and we started walking against them. And I just held her hand to get through that group. And as as we were walking through that group, they decided to shove her. And she told me they shoved her. And I turned around and asked who shoved her. And as soon as that happened, that's when they went crazy about that. By the way, after I saw this, I thought that, uh, you know, you could be close to death. It's great to see that you're already back. This is only a few days ago. Why did they do it? Uh, Ashley, I mean, what set them off? What was it? it was, something was said? What, what, why did they do this? I really wish I had an answer for you, but I really don't. I really feel like it was very unprovoked. You know, we were just trying to get through the crowd without bothering anybody, without touching anybody. And it felt like they just wanted something to happen. They were ready for something to happen. When they're beating you up, there's a lot of uh, yelling and screaming going on. Number one, was anything stolen from you? Yes. Both of our phones were stolen. Both of our shoes were stolen. My cards were stolen. Uh, my Apple Watch was stolen. I'm sorry. And you, DJ? Like she said, both of our phones, um, shoes, my hat, her glasses, we actually just got Yours that as day. well. And what yeah. were they saying? I mean, there's a lot of shouting going on as we look at the video. Uh, what kind of comments were made? I can't really make out. Uh, it, that little thing there says, yeah, we got active. You know, like, yay, we got it. I don't know what they're enthusiastic about this. But what were they saying to you? Were you hearing anything? Yeah, I was hearing that they're going to kill us. We're going to kill you. Um, I didn't hear it when it was happening. But, you know, in the video, they're saying, get her, get her, get him, get him. But every only thing I remember is them saying that we're going to kill you. Look, let me ask you this. You, uh, it's not something that you talk about. It's, you know, but you, I think you're an interracial couple. Was there a racial component? You know, that some people are ignorant out there and uh, they, they might find offense at that. It's kind of preposterous. But uh, do you think that had any role in this, DJ? I do not believe it was with race. I don't. It's just um, the fact they're just trying to be tough and they're young. Because they don't all happen because we both got shoved. So that's the only reason. It's just a big group. Uh, I don't believe it had anything to do with race. So, uh, by the way, there's a, there's a great person out there somewhere who helped you guys, who came to your, your aid, your rescue. Can you tell us about how that happened? Because in the middle of it, it doesn't seem like there's any escape. What happened, please? Um, so 
um, while the fight was happening, there was a nice lady. Her name's Lenora. Um, she pulled her car over, ended up getting out of the car, trying to wave police down to see if they could stop to get help. Um, the police did not end up helping that night. Um, but once they drove by, the crowd ran away. And that's when Lenora started yelling our names. I don't know how she knew them, but she said, DJ, Ashley, um, get in the car. Um, we ended up going in her car, for, and she took us to the hospital. She took us to the police station. She took us home. She actually gave us a pair of shoes. She went home while we were at the hospital and grabbed two pairs of shoes for me and him. She gave us some cash so we would be okay for the couple of days. You know, we didn't have a phone. I didn't have any way to pay for anything because my cards were stolen. But that was just the nicest thing anyone could do because I really don't know where we would be if, if she didn't get involved because the police were not there to help. And the police, any any arrests, any any follow up from from them? Not with our case. There were some people arrested that night because, you know, it wasn't just me and DJ. It was a, a whole thing, but not with our case. I understand you guys work on a cruise ship. Yes, we do. When do you set sail again? Um, we actually did work on a cruise ship. We were actually in Chicago looking for jobs because we wanted to see if we wanted to move out here. OK, so listen, um, we kind of know the basic facts. We're glad you're okay. Very glad you're okay. Anything you want our viewers, anything you want us to understand about this story or anything you'd like to say? Either one of you, please. DJ? Um, just be careful out in Chicago. It's not too bad of a city, but it can get uh, crazy at times, especially at nighttime on the weekends, especially when summer's coming. Yeah, that's about it. Oh, actually. Be aware of your surroundings. Pardon me? Be aware of your surroundings for sure. <sighs> totally, totally. And um, look, this is this. You lost a phone, an iWatch, and you know the iWatches are very expensive. There's a GoFundMe, I believe, that's been set up. Ashley or Devont, uh, can you tell me what the GoFundMe is, please? It's couple attacked in downtown Chicago, and if not downtown, it's couple attacked in Chicago. All right. Thank you very much. Well. Best to you both. I, I guess you're not going to settle in Chicago. You were thinking about it. Uh, wh what's next for you guys? Um, so I'm actually from South Carolina. We are going to stay here for a little while just to pursue the lawsuit that we're, we're trying to do. Um, but, you know, I think we're going to go back to South Carolina. <laughs> Good luck. Ashley. Thank you so much. And DJ, it's great meeting you. And uh, so glad you too. you're safe. All the best. And we'll be right back. surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. Wow. Back when uh, Governor DeSantis was on a roll, right? Everybody said he was going to be the next president of the United States. Maybe doesn't look that way anymore. Can I take a look at where Ron DeSantis came from? You know, before he was governor, he was a uh, congressman. He represented the 5th District of Florida. I think that includes parts of Jacksonville and his hometown. Now it's represented by Congressman Michael Waltz, who made news today with his endorsement of not Ron DeSantis, but President Trump. Congressman Waltz, welcome back to Newsmax. How are you? Hey, good to be with you. Thanks. And why did you go with President Trump? Well, look, uh, Governor DeSantis has been a, a great governor, got us through COVID, got us through multiple hurricanes. Uh, but, you know, look, at the end of the day, we need bold leadership. We need experienced leadership. 
Uh, and as a 27-year veteran of Green Beret, we've never faced threats around the world like we face today. Uh, and I can just go down the list when it comes to President Trump. Remain in Mexico, Title 42, took out Soleimani, took out Baghdadi, stood up to China. Uh, Putin would have never dared uh, invade Ukraine under President Trump's watch. Uh, we need a leader and a commander in chief that our enemies fear and that our allies respect. Uh, and for that reason, uh, I fully support him getting back into the White House. All right, listen, he's definitely my preference, too. If you watch his show, that's how I feel. But let's talk about what's going on with Governor DeSantis. I mean, you remember not long ago, the buzz. I mean, this was there was so much support. Let's take a look at Governor DeSantis. Uh, from what I hear, I don't know. He uh, what did he choke? Uh, look. Here's what I hear, that Republicans in Florida don't like him for whatever reason. Maybe you can fill this in. He wasn't the choice. Uh, they didn't want him running for governor. He's a little bit odd on the personal level. Sorry, but uh, maybe he could be president someday, not now. What's wrong with him? Well, look, I don't think it's so much about, uh, you know, thinking or speaking negatively about Governor DeSantis. It's just President Trump is President Trump. And I got to tell you, I don't know how he does it. Uh, in that every single time as a sitting president of the United States, uh, I called him, needed something for my district, something for Florida. Uh, if he didn't answer the phone, he called me back within hours uh, and absolutely 100% delivered. Uh, and his personal touch, uh, his warmth, uh, and his caring about this country, and his caring about those uh, that, that stood and fought with him despite you know, everything that was thrown at him uh, and his uh, absolute determination uh, to keep America great and to make America great again uh, are just, you know, <laughs> look, and at the end of the day, uh, when the president of the United States calls and says, uh, Congressman, I need your support to get this country back on track. Uh, that's something I'm going to say yes to all day long. Let's take a look at this full screen number six, please. He is dominating uh, endorsements from the House GOP, something like close to 50 for Trump and just three for DeSantis. Look, my sense of Ron DeSantis is he can be president someday, 2028, 20, 2032. Um, but it looks like he's and I know you don't want to speak negatively of him. And this is a negative, but it just seems like he's got some growing to do, some learning to do politically. Right. I mean, there's something he's just well, not ready. Look, I, I talked to a lot of Floridians and they they want to have him serve out a second term and uh, and, you know, in Florida, your term limited, he would be uh, he would be uh, finished as governor in 26 and run in 28. I don't know, um, you know, what what exactly his plans would be. Uh, heck, we don't know for sure that he's he's going to announce. But uh, at the end of the day, for right now to dig us out of this hole that Biden has gotten us into just in the last two years, uh, with the withdrawal from Afghanistan, with Russia on the march, with our border wide open, uh, inflation out of control. We've gone from energy dependence uh, to total dependence with Biden begging and pleading Iran and Venezuela and others uh, to power our country. Uh, we need President Trump back. Uh, and, and again, I can keep going down the list, veterans choice, justice reform, the things he got done, uh, the new NAFTA deal. Everybody laughed at him, literally, when he was on stage, uh, when he said that that deal was garbage and gutted manufacturing and I'm going to get a new one in place. And you know what? He did it. 
the Space Force. Yeah. The Pentagon would still be dragging its feet with anybody else. Uh, but when President fired, I mean, President Trump fired the Air Force secretary, they, all the generals snapped in line. And, uh, and so it's just policy after policy, despite everything yeah. the left threw at them, uh, we got to get the country back to where it was pre-COVID. Uh, it was on fire, and President Trump can do it again. I'm with you, Congressman. And oh, by the way, sometimes you got to fire people. It's amazing that everybody who uh, caused that catastrophe in Afghanistan is actually still on the job. And oh, by uh, the way, maybe you're going to be running for president in 2028 or 2032. Let's not uh, rule that out. Congressman Michael Waltz, we appreciate right. it so much. Thank you. And uh, we'll be right back. This guy, Jason Scoop, an amazing Trump impersonation that's actually pro-Trump, not like Alec Baldwin. Check it out. Thank you for calling Mattress Firm. This is your sleep expert, Angelique. Hello, Mattress Firm. Is this Sleepy's or Mattress Firm? It's both. Oh, tremendous. <laughs> well, look, I'd like to order a mattress for our president. I call him Sleepy Joe Biden, and uh, I'd like to have it sent to the White House very strongly. Okay, sounds good. I'm more than happy to... And let me tell you something, I want the best mattress, okay? The most expensive, number one, okay? Okay, we can do that. Well, thank you. What do you need from me? Okay. Uh, what size mattress do you need? Large. Large, like a king size? Okay, I don't do anything less than king size, so we're going to do king size, okay? Okay. Thank you. We have California King, too. Do you want a California King? California King. You know, we were treated very unfairly in California, but you know what? <laughs> See what I mean? Find him. Jason Scoop. Great stuff. I got to go. I'll see you next week. Got some special stuff coming your way. Have a great weekend.